Welcome to the Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care podcast. Why does this topic matter? One person in the United States dies from a drug overdose every six minutes. We as healthcare providers must do better to treat addiction, prevent overdoses, and improve the lives of our patients and their families. This podcast is designed to provide you with simple and evidence-based information on substance use disorders that you can use to take better care of your patients on your next shift. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care. Dr. Casey Grover, back again as your host. My apologies that it took me so long to get this episode out and published. Between the complexity of this topic and summer travels, it took me a bit to find time to sit down and get this episode recorded and published. This episode will be on the topic of inducing patients with opiate use disorder on buprenorphine after they receive a dose of naloxone. I was asked to present on this topic at our local Medication for Addiction Treatment Advisory Group because the group was interested in learning about the topic. And they had two questions that they wanted to answer as we discussed. First, can we start buprenorphine after a naloxone rescue? And second, can we use naloxone to intentionally precipitate withdrawal and then induce patients who initially do not present in withdrawal? Now, a disclaimer here before we start. There isn't a ton of good literature on this, but we will go through what I was able to find. And let's start with a letter to the editor to set the stage. The author of this letter to the editor was Andrew Herring, and the piece was published in Annals of Emergency Medicine in 2020. The title is Post-Overdose Initiation of Buprenorphine after naloxone precipitated withdrawal is encouraged as a standard practice in the California Bridge network of hospitals. It's actually a very brief letter to the editor on the topic. Dr. Herring describes a case that he had recently seen in his emergency department where a patient was rescued with naloxone after an opioid overdose. The patient was discharged home, still in withdrawal, after a period of observation, and the patient used heroin after discharge to feel better. He, not surprisingly, overdosed a second time. Dr. Herring goes on to highlight the scope of this problem with opiate use disorder in the United States. We have a large number of opioid overdoses and access to treatment is poor. Dr. Herring continues pointing out that the California Bridge Program aims to make buprenorphine after naloxone the standard of care. Obviously, we understand the need, namely that we don't want patients to go back to using illicit opioids or we will just see them overdose again, which is consistent with the case that Dr. Herring described at the beginning of the article. So Dr. Herring moves on to discuss some of the medical aspects of opiate withdrawal. Buprenorphine will treat opiate withdrawal regardless of the cause. It turns out that there is no need to distinguish withdrawal from opioid abstinence and withdrawal precipitated by naloxone. Buprenorphine can be used for both. Furthermore, we also know that while buprenorphine after overdose provides symptomatic relief from withdrawal, the mixed agonist-antagonist effect of buprenorphine will also 
prevent a subsequent overdose if the patient returns to illicit opioid use. Bottom line, Dr. Herring argues, is that we should make buprenorphine induction after opioid overdose with naloxone rescue standard practice. Patients will feel better, they will use less illicit substances, they will be less likely to experience a repeat overdose, and they will be more likely to get into treatment. Now, you might be wondering, how does the California Bridge Network of Hospitals plan to make this standard of care? As a reminder, the California Bridge Program is a California-based program that advocates for improved care of patients with substance use disorder in the acute care setting with a large network of participating hospitals. And this brings us to our next paper, which was also written by Dr. Herring. It was published in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine in 2019, entitled, Rapid Induction onto Sublingual Buprenorphine After Opioid Overdose and Successful Linkage to Treatment for Opioid Use Disorder. The paper is a report of successfully using buprenorphine to treat opiate withdrawal after opioid overdose and naloxone rescue. And it shows that starting treatment in the emergency department is a great way to get patients connected to care. The California Bridge Program and Dr. Herring took the information from this article and used it to make guidelines for starting buprenorphine immediately after reversal of opioid overdose. So, once again, how is the California Bridge Program making bup after an aloxone rescue for opioid overdose standard of care? They've actually written guidelines based on Dr. Herring's 2019 paper in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, and they have distributed these guidelines out throughout their network of hospitals. And you can find the guidelines on the California Bridge website, which is cabridge.org. It's in the resource section, and it's entitled, Starting Buprenorphine Immediately After Reversal of Opioid Overdose. They include a lot of the information, including graphics from Dr. Herring's 2019 paper to provide the background information for the guidelines. So let's dig into these guidelines and the information from Dr. Herring's paper. Here's what they recommend. These guidelines can be applied to patients who have an overdose on a short-acting opioid and who have been reversed or rescued with naloxone. They start by outlining some exclusion criteria, and there are six of them. Intoxication with a benzo, sedative, or alcohol. Altered mental status. The patient is unable to comprehend the risks and benefit of treatment. There is comorbid severe medical illness at presentation, such as sepsis or respiratory distress. Recent methadone use or the patient has a contraindication to buprenorphine. So, you decide that your patient is a candidate and doesn't have any exclusion criteria, what's next? The next step is to assess whether or not the patient has signs and symptoms of opioid withdrawal. If they do, you can move forward and continue to consider your patient as a candidate for buprenorphine after naloxone. The California Bridge Guideline recommends a COWS score greater than 4 as enough withdrawal to proceed. Then, go ahead and ask your patient, are you interested in buprenorphine? 
If yes, you can go ahead and move forward with treating your patient with buprenorphine after rescue from opioid overdose with naloxone. If your patient meets the inclusion criteria and doesn't have any exclusion criteria, the California Bridge Guidelines recommend starting buprenorphine at a dose of 16 milligrams sublingual. The guidelines then recommend that you observe the patient in the emergency department after that dose of 16 milligrams of sublingual buprenorphine. And if they do well in your emergency department for two hours without evidence of sedation or withdrawal, you've successfully induced them on buprenorphine and you can connect them with a treatment program and provide them with a discharge prescription for buprenorphine. If at any point they have residual withdrawal after the dose of 16 milligrams of buprenorphine, you can give more buprenorphine up to a total dose of 32 milligrams in the emergency department. And you can also add in adjuncts to help reduce symptoms of withdrawal. And we've talked about this before. That might include acetaminophen, ibuprofen, ondansetron, hydroxyzine, etc. If patients are not interested in receiving buprenorphine, then you would treat them with supportive care, basically medications for withdrawal management, and you would obviously still refer them to a treatment program. The California Bridge Guideline and Dr. Herring's paper also have a narrative description of why this approach of buprenorphine after naloxone rescue works. Here's the basic summary. Naloxone displaces opioids from the opiate receptor. Buprenorphine has a higher affinity for the opiate receptor than naloxone. So, buprenorphine after naloxone then results in buprenorphine displacing the naloxone from the opiate receptor and binding to the opiate receptor itself. And, since buprenorphine has a higher affinity for the opiate receptor than any other opioid, it will also block any residual full agonist opioids in the patient's system from rebinding to the opiate receptor and causing a recurrent overdose. So really, buprenorphine is the ideal medication after naloxone rescue as it treats withdrawal and prevents subsequent overdose once the naloxone wears off. As I continued to look for literature on this topic, I next found a second case report in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine from 2019. The lead author was Niraj Chabra, and the title was Treatment of Acute Naloxone-Precipitated Opioid Withdrawal with Buprenorphine. This was a case report of a 69-year-old male who was evaluated by EMS after an opioid overdose. He was treated with 2 milligrams of IM naloxone, after which he developed acute opioid withdrawal with a CALS score of 10. He had a history of opioid use disorder and was using heroin, but had not been using any methadone. After a discussion with the patient, the treating providers administered buprenorphine at a dose of 4 milligrams sublingual. 30 minutes later, his cow score had dropped to 4, and by 60 minutes, his cow score had dropped to 3. He was observed in the emergency department and then discharged home with a prescription for buprenorphine and naloxone. The authors move on to a brief discussion of the case, and they point out how the pharmacology of buprenorphine, namely how its tight binding affinity with mixed agonist-antagonist function at the opiate receptor, make it uniquely able to help treat opiate withdrawal after naloxone rescue. Buprenorphine displaces the naloxone and treats withdrawal 
while at the same time blocking the remaining opiates in the patient system and preventing a recurrence of overdose. Given that we're reviewing letters to the editor and case reports, you can probably tell that there isn't a huge amount of literature on this topic. I therefore broadened my search outside of PubMed and found a piece from ASEP Now in February 2020. The lead author was Rachel Haroz, and it was entitled Treatment Strategies for Precipitated Opioid Withdrawal After Naloxone Rescue. And, bonus points, friend of the podcast, Dr. Ruben Strayer, is the senior author. The authors open this piece with a basic description of the difference between abstinence-based withdrawal and precipitated withdrawal, namely that the former comes on more slowly while the latter is an abrupt onset. The abrupt onset of precipitated withdrawal can be very distressing to patients. The authors review the traditional approach to buprenorphine, which is to start low and go slow when a patient is in withdrawal, and they discuss their approach to using buprenorphine and how it is uniquely useful for naloxone precipitated withdrawal, and their approach to treat naloxone-induced opiate withdrawal with buprenorphine is to use a single big dose, 16 milligrams or more, which is consistent with the California Bridge Guidelines. The higher dose maximizes the agonism of buprenorphine, and so there is less likely to be precipitated withdrawal or residual withdrawal at that dose. So, as the authors got more experience using higher doses of buprenorphine, they actually created a pathway for their local EMS providers to be able to give 16 to 24 milligrams of sublingual buprenorphine to patients after naloxone rescue. And they report that this has been extremely successful. Patients have done very well, and buprenorphine at this dosing range has been effective in treating naloxone-induced opiate withdrawal symptoms, and it has not affected any EMS times. Impressively, almost 70% of the patients rescued in the field with naloxone after opiate overdose have followed up with an outpatient clinic for opiate use disorder. This is so critical. Getting patients in to treatment with buprenorphine, as we all know, saves lives. So kudos to the authors for this work and for our education for this episode. This is more evidence that treating naloxone-induced opiate withdrawal after an overdose with buprenorphine is safe, effective, and the right thing to do. Now, we've only discussed so far using buprenorphine after naloxone rescue. Can we use naloxone in patients who are not in withdrawal to help them with their induction onto buprenorphine? And this brings us to our next paper. The lead author is Reed Phillips, and it's published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine in 2019. It's entitled, Elective Naloxone-Induced Opioid Withdrawal for Rapid Initiation of Medication-Assisted Treatment of Opioid Use Disorder. So let's dig in. The authors begin with an overview of how bad our problems with opiate use disorder are here in the United States. They move on to, just as Dr. Herring did, highlight the large number of overdoses along with poor access to treatment. Furthermore, we also know from multiple publications that when patients are started on BUP in the emergency department, their compliance with treatment and ability to get follow-up care is increased. 
So, they raise the question as to whether or not naloxone could be used in patients with opiate use disorder who are not in withdrawal to induce withdrawal so as to be able to start buprenorphine in the emergency department because it is so much better for patients to start buprenorphine in the emergency department. And with that, they move on to a case report where they tried it out. The authors present the case of a 31-year-old homeless male with intravenous heroin use. He expressed interest in buprenorphine, but had not started it due to the fear of precipitated withdrawal. When he presented to the emergency department, he was not in opiate withdrawal. He was offered a discharge prescription for buprenorphine, but declined out of a fear of precipitated withdrawal. So when they offered him IV naloxone, followed by buprenorphine in the emergency department, he said yes. They gave him a dose of 0.5 milligrams of IV naloxone in the emergency department. After five minutes, the patient appeared clinically ill and had a CALS score of 17. They immediately gave him 4 milligrams of sublingual buprenorphine along with IV ondansetron. 75 minutes after naloxone, his CALS score had dropped to 7, and so they gave him an additional 4 milligrams of buprenorphine. By 105 minutes after naloxone, he reported feeling well. The patient was then discharged home on buprenorphine and followed up with the substance use clinic and was doing well in follow-up at a dose of 8 milligrams twice daily. From here, the authors pivot to the discussion section. They highlight their approach, which was to induce withdrawal, manage withdrawal symptoms, and rapidly transition to buprenorphine. They also point out the benefit of inducing the patient on buprenorphine, as it reduces cravings for opioids, as well as the risk of overdose in the case of relapse on heroin. They discuss that they could have just started buprenorphine and given escalating doses of buprenorphine to treat buprenorphine-precipitated opiate withdrawal, but they note that the intensity and time frame of buprenorphine-precipitated opiate withdrawal is less predictable than naloxone-precipitated opiate withdrawal. They also looked at how their choice of medications affected the patient's perception of medications, giving bup, causing withdrawal, and then giving more bup would associate buprenorphine with withdrawal in the patient's mind. In contrast, giving naloxone followed by bup as a rescue medication presents bup, to say it again, as a rescue and therefore keeps buprenorphine in a positive light so the patient would be open to continue treatment with buprenorphine in the future. The authors move on to discuss their choice of medication dosing. They chose 0.5 milligrams of IV naloxone because they felt it would be enough to cause significant withdrawal so that buprenorphine could be a rescue. They also noted that the patient was essentially asymptomatic after 8 milligrams of rescue buprenorphine. A little side commentary from me here. This is a fantastic case. Kudos to the authors and the patient for being gutsy enough to try it. My only thought would be to increase the dose of bup after naloxone to 16 milligrams or more to increase the opioid agonism of buprenorphine to provide more rapid and complete relief of opiate withdrawal. So, it sounds like from the sources we've looked at so far, buprenorphine is effective after naloxone rescue in the case of opioid overdose. 
and we certainly might also consider elective naloxone use followed by buprenorphine in unique cases. However, there's more to the story. As we all know, naltrexone is another opioid antagonist. And if we expand our search to look at using naltrexone in addition to naloxone, we find that there's some literature here too. I found a case report published in 2020 in the journal Harm Reduction Journal with Laura Chesniak as the lead author. The title is Buprenorphine Therapy in the Setting of Induced Opioid Withdrawal from Oral Naltrexone, a Case Report. This was a case of a 29-year-old male with opioid use disorder who was using IV heroin. He accidentally took 50 milligrams of naltrexone after confusing it with another medication. As expected, the patient experienced acute opioid withdrawal with a CAL score as high as 26. He went to a local emergency department where he was given ondansetron followed by buprenorphine. His CAL score dropped from 26 to 15 after 10 milligrams of buprenorphine. The treating team added in other adjunct medications including famotidine, clonidine, and diazepam while the buprenorphine was taking time to kick in. His final CAL score at discharge was 3. So, once again, even with naltrexone, buprenorphine works to manage precipitated withdrawal from opioid antagonists. Also, another plug here that adjunct medications can be extremely helpful to reduce withdrawal symptoms while the bup is taking effect. As I continued my search on the literature here, I found a case in the journal Substance Abuse in 2019 with Heather Burrell Ward as the lead author. The article was entitled, Rapid Transition from Methadone to Buprenorphine Using Naltrexone-Induced Withdrawal, a Case Report. And I thought to myself, hmm, methadone. This adds a whole additional layer of complexity. So let's dig into this article and case report. This was a very interesting case of a patient on methadone at a dose of 65 milligrams daily, and the patient was desperate to stop her methadone and to get on to buprenorphine instead. Her treatment team gave her her usual dose of 65 milligrams of methadone and then brought her back the next day and had her skip her methadone that morning. Unfortunately, they don't specify if this was done in a clinic setting or in the emergency department. The treating team then gave her 25 milligrams of oral naltrexone and she was given medications to blunt her opiate withdrawal including loperamide, clonidine, ondansetron, and promethazine. Over the next 60 minutes, her CAL score went up to 17. At the 60-minute mark, the patient was given a dose of buprenorphine at 4 mg sublingual, and her CAL score decreased. Over the next several hours, the patient was given several additional doses of buprenorphine in aliquots of 2 to 4 mg, up to a total dose of 14 mg, by the sixth hour of this rapid transition. And at that time, her cow score was zero. She was given an additional dose of eight milligrams of buprenorphine later that day, and then was started on a regimen of eight milligrams of buprenorphine three times a day to start the next day. As I said, this was a very interesting case, and they actually included nice graphics of her cow score over time. It's free on PubMed, so feel free to check it out. Now, the authors do note in the discussion section that not every patient on methadone 
will be suitable for this method. Now it turns out that there's a little more literature on this topic, though it's a little older. I found a case series in the journal Psychiatry, published in 2008 with Vanessa Urban as the lead author. The article is entitled, Buprenorphine Rescue from Naltrexone-Induced Opiate Withdrawal During Relatively Rapid Detoxification from High-Dose Methadone. This was a case series of five patients on methadone at doses between 70 and 130 milligrams who were given 25 milligrams of oral naltrexone, after which they were induced on sublingual buprenorphine naloxone. Clonidine was used as an adjunct to reduce withdrawal symptoms during the transition. There's not a lot of detail in this case series, but they do report five successful cases with this method. And with that, I think we've covered all the literature on this topic, and we're almost done with this episode. However, I have one last point. I actually started buprenorphine after naloxone myself on a shift earlier this month. It was a young man in his mid-30s who came in via EMS after an overdose from injection fentanyl use. He received 8 milligrams of intranasal naloxone at home. Initially, he was in withdrawal, but wasn't interested in transitioning to buprenorphine. I observed him and gave him Ketorolac and Ondansetron to manage withdrawal symptoms. After about two hours in my emergency department, he felt like he was beginning to start nodding off again, and he changed his mind about starting buprenorphine. So, I discussed the literature that we've just reviewed on this podcast, and he agreed to try a rapid transition to bup with an elective dose of naloxone to induce withdrawal. So, I gave him 0.5 milligrams of IV naloxone. I then waited five minutes, and I gave him 24 milligrams of sublingual buprenorphine. After about an hour and 20 minutes, he reported that all of his withdrawal symptoms, except for some very mild anxiety, had resolved, and so I was able to send him home. I sent him home on buprenorphine 8 milligrams TID. It went great, and he was so happy to get on buprenorphine so quickly. So, after all that we've discussed, it's time for some take-home points. Number one, buprenorphine induction for patients who use short-acting opioids that are in opiate withdrawal after naloxone rescue is feasible and is the right thing to do for patients. They feel better as the buprenorphine treats withdrawal they have a reduced risk of overdose once they are on buprenorphine, and they are more likely to get into treatment. There is increasing literature to support this practice. Number two, the California Bridge Program has a guideline on how to induce patients on buprenorphine after naloxone rescue for opioid overdose on a short-acting opioid. As a reminder, here are the patients in whom they avoid this practice. Intoxication with a benzo, sedative, or alcohol. Altered mental status. The patient is unable to comprehend the risks and benefits of treatment. There is comorbid, severe medical illness at presentation. Recent methadone use. Or the patient has a contraindication to buprenorphine. And check out the California Bridge Guideline. It's available on their website at cabridge.org. Number three. Precipitated withdrawal from naloxone is uncomfortable. Use adjuncts like NSAIDs, acetaminophen, gabapentin, clonidine, ondansetron, and others 
to reduce symptoms of opiate withdrawal during the transition. Number four, given that buprenorphine after naloxone rescue for opiate overdose appears to work well, it appears that naloxone could be used electively to induce withdrawal to help patients start on buprenorphine. This could be done in patients who are afraid of having to wait through the withdrawal to start buprenorphine and should be done in a monitored setting. Patients can be given a dose of naloxone and then after a short period of waiting, patients can be given a dose of buprenorphine. However, there is very little literature to support this practice of using naloxone electively to induce withdrawal and then starting bup. So, if you're going to do this, sit down with the patient to talk through your plan, the risks and benefits, and make sure that both of you are on board with doing this. And number five, there is also literature on using buprenorphine after opiate withdrawal precipitated by naltrexone, but this is very limited. And there is also literature on using naltrexone to induce withdrawal and rapid transition from methadone to buprenorphine, but this is very limited too. Given this limited literature, I am going to stick to the more studied practice of starting buprenorphine after naloxone reversal of short-acting opioids. And that's all for this episode. Drop me a line at addictionemac at fastmail.com if you want to share your thoughts. Thanks for listening, and thanks for what you do. And don't forget, treating substance use disorders saves lives.